Welcome to an all-new episode of the Lisa Ann Experience. I am your host, Lisa Ann. I would like to extend my gratitude to you for making me a part of your listening experience. And this is not only an all-new episode, it is an all-new year. Happy 2023, everybody. Happy New Year. I hope you enjoyed your holidays no matter what you chose to do. I hope no matter what, you're feeling recharged and refreshed. I know I am. I have so much to say that you have me in your ear just one-on-one for a solo episode to kick off the new year. As you may know, if you've followed me for a while, December is a big time for me to do kind of a graph. I write down everything that I'm spending my time on. I put this into a pie chart. I evaluate it. I know it is uber dorky, but for somebody who obsesses over fantasy football, this should not be a shock to you. Uh, I'm into analytics. I just love analytics. And these are my own self-created, self-made analytics. And with software now, these things are way easier than when I used to sit there with a calculator and my notes in a notebook and and write the hours and think, is this a practical amount of time for you to be sending on this? So I do a lot of time management. And with that time, I look back at the year. I look at what I plan to do moving forward in the new year. And I really just evaluate. It gives me time to kind of be an introvert because part of me is an extrovert and part of me is an introvert. And when I've been around people a lot, and I know I'm going to be around people a lot, I like to take some time for just me. Time to do little projects that are just for me uh, over the Christmas break, I took absolutely everything out of all of my drawers and my closets and got rid of a ton of things, touched every item that I own, asked myself, am I going to use this? Can someone else use this more than me? Kind of did that. And then with New Year's, I was like, okay. So I broke it down into two weekends of kind of management and doing things. New Year's, I went through my kitchen. I went through my entire bathroom, all of my makeup, all of my accessories. I threw away a ton of makeup. I took everything out of the drawers and cleaned it piece by piece. And I think that's such a soulful thing for me to really take a little inventory. It reminds me of things that I may have. So I don't overbuy something. It reminds me of something that maybe I need. Example, my ladies out there, you buy a mascara. How many times do you forget to throw away the other mascara? And next thing you know, there's four mascaras in your drawer and you're like, which one am I using here? So a lot of that kind of stuff. Washed my makeup brushes. Just wanted to start New Year Day 2023. I wanted to start that new day new. Everything in my place is like I just moved in here. It feels great. And you know, when you take on these projects, I don't know about you, But a lot of times with me, when you take them on, there's two things that happen. Halfway through, you have regret. You're like, why are all my clothes on my bed? Am I going to get this done by tonight? Or am I going to sleep on my couch? Like you go through that, like, what did I do to my life? That moment always happens to me. Maybe not you. But then once you're done and you go about your life, you kind of forget you did it. You like go in a drawer and you're like, oh my gosh, all my socks are bared. This is amazing. Like I'm going to go to the gym in the morning. All I got to do is reach in my drawer and grab a pair of socks instead of trying to find the other sock that matches that pair. So it's these little things that prepare me and they allow me to also look at that pie chart and think about my year, how I could be better spending my time. Am I doing enough of one thing? Am I doing too much of another thing? Am I leaning into things that I shouldn't? Am I surrounding myself with things that I should? So these are all the questions that I ask as I'm doing these projects because these projects really help me. Like I usually either 
listen to sports radio or I listen to music. Normally right now, this is time of the season, it's sports radio, but sometimes music. But I just like to listen to something that's kind of like in the background. It's like having a TV going when you're working or something. And then I, I'm thinking and I'm, and I'm, I'm doing all of these things. So it allows me the space that I need to kind of what I like to say, expand and contract. I expand when I'm out. I'll be expanding this week when I get to Vegas and I'm, you know, doing a bunch of events with gravy. We have a podcast together on Wednesday and I'm going to see some friends. I'm going to see Christian. I've had Christian here on Lisa Ann experience. Um, I'm going to get to do things, right? I'm probably see Misha again. I'm going to see, I've been getting a lot of texts. I've been organizing a lot of little things. So I know that's coming. And for me to just feel my most prepared, my most relaxed comes when my stuff is organized. Again, I get it. That's a little weird. I know, but it's my most relaxed and allows me to like go, go, go once it's all sorted and done, because then I feel I don't know, maybe it's a control that I feel control over what I can control, which is right here, right now, my stuff, but also part of being a minimalist, you know, when you're not moving every year, your stuff can pile up very easily. And I just didn't want to have that start to happen. So I took this great amount of time to just kind of review last year, preview this year, reorganize all of my things, got rid of so much stuff. My space is so fresh and it feels so good. And it's allowed me to actually feel excited to pack because I know exactly what I'm taking on this trip. Cause as I went through all of my stuff, I tried on things like it was, it was, it was fun. It was needed. And it's also how I balance my life. My life can look very hectic. And I have friends that say to me, sometimes I'll look at your social media and you're doing so much stuff. It stresses me out. And I'm like, yeah, but you know me, you know that I plan to do my stuff. And when I'm in, I'm all in. But when I have a little bit of downtime, I take that downtime too. There was some TV time that we will discuss. There were a lot of things that made me really, really, really comfortable and calm uh, which is something I really want to be. And I, none of us want to be stressed or overwhelmed or too busy. And I think when you're searching for a sock for an extra 10 minutes, it can make you feel a little overwhelmed and busy. We want to feel our best. And for guys out here, maybe my ladies who want to have a longer lasting time with their guys, ultrafarmrx.com is right here for you. Ever feel like your performance just doesn't measure up? Does worrying about it make it worse? Let me let you in on a little secret. Many men use Viagra and Cialis not just to treat ED, but to boost their performance and last longer. Whether you're in front of the camera or behind closed doors, every man can use a little help to last longer. It's never been simpler to get what you need. At ultrafarmrx.com, you can get doctor-trusted treatments 100% confidential online from your phone. No awkward doctor visits. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. Discreet and confidential, guaranteed. Better performance is just a few clicks away at ultrafarmrx.com. So as I start this year feeling my best, I want you to feel your best as well. Ultrafarmrx.com forward slash Lisa. 
So back to the planning for the new year and back to the revisiting of the last year. Last 2022, my big goal for the new year was just to see all of my people face to face, to have more experiences in person. You know, we had this time where we were all working from home. Then things adjusted where we're working from home. And what I realized going into 2022 was I was working way too hard because when I'm home, my office is here. And I think a lot of us are probably going through that, right? Everything for work is at home. And you're like, oh, I can go in there maybe after dinner, or I can, you know, just stay in there a little bit later and I'll watch TV or something. You know, like you plan, you do these extra things. And I realized like 2021 was a great year for me work wise, but I worked way too much. I did not have enough balance. So I was like, okay. The way you're going to get that balance is to get out of your apartment because when you're here, you will continue to work. So finding that balance was so important. And then having those times face-to-face, I went to Denver, took that awesome free ski trip with Fit Soda. I had an amazing birthday tour, started in Vegas and then to New York. Um, I traveled to all the exoticas other than Chicago this year, which was a ton of fun. I got to go to Switzerland. I mean, that was really, really awesome. Tahoe for Thanksgiving. So I was cleaning my closet and I was thinking, wow, I got to see my people face to face. I got to meet some new people. I got to do events for fans, which is incredibly fun because now I'm realizing that people get it. It's amazing to have people walk up to me at Exotica and talk to me about my podcast. There was a couple that came up to me in Miami and they had taken a long road trip to come down to the show. And they did like back-to-back episodes and made just such beautiful conversations with me about my podcast. And I was like, wow, you know, this is this is cool. And then I have other guys come up to my booth to just hand me their phone, show me their fantasy football lineup and share with me like, how am I doing? Let me see your waiver wire. You know, the, just seeing how... When I'm out of my own space, I also can see how the world sees me. Sure, there's going to be a lot of variables in how the world sees me, but the only way I'm going to know is to be face-to-face in group settings at these events and have these conversations. It's like my own bit of research that I'm kind of doing right now, and it's been fascinating. It's been empowering. Uh, It's really given me a lot of incredible confidence. It's made me want to work harder at my podcast and find even more interesting guests. And I think, you know, I love to sprinkle in people who are very thought-provoking, you know, Armand King with the walk with me impact. He put me in his reel for new year. And it was really, really, I was really touched by it. I mean, this is a man who's going out and educating young people about the harms of drugs and fentanyl and, and, and gangs and weapons and these things. And he's in communities where he's aligning with other young men that can help other young men having a mentor program. Like I've met some remarkable people through deciding to go off on my own and have a podcast and do all of the different things that I'm doing. So There was that level of just like, okay, I found my total gratitude during Christmas week in my closet. And I got rid of, took four massive bags of clothes, uh, shoes, boots, just like things that I didn't, you know, I I realized that I had gotten a pair of winter boots and I had another pair and I'm like, somebody in this city needs these way more than I do right now. Let's get rid of these things. And it just felt great. So Going and doing that part of it was just all the gratitude of like everything that 2022 brought me, all the amazing just adventures, the friendships, the having Kay, you know, come and see my apartment, spend time in the city, went to the summit, you know, all the little things, the edge earlier in the year. Like it's just been 
really, really great. And that was where I got to. So the introvert extrovert in me that I'm explaining is to share with you that not everybody is one person. Not everybody is an extrovert. Not everybody's an introvert. We can have our ebbs and flows. And that comes from like my study of balance. And we talk so much about striving for balance, striving for balance, but you kind of have to know who you are to strive for that balance. Some people are much better in constant social settings. I have friends like that and I get it. And I love that I went out with a friend last week and I'm now the older woman that wants to go and eat as early as possible, six or seven. And my friends go out, my younger friends go out after. So I'm like, oh, well, do you mind eating this early? They're like, no, I'm going to go out after. And I'm like, oh, so great. So I get it. There is that. I'm happy to go out for dinner at six or seven and then come home, watch an hour of television. Uh, so there's that. But the gratitude part was huge. And I thank every one of you that listens and supports me. Uh, the uh, awesome emails that I've gotten in my mailbags, the suggestions for guests that I've gotten, the interactions that we have when I do the live show, uh, the premiere on Fridays at 8 p.m., which I'm going to do a poll at when that would be a better time so we could make it more accommodating for everyone in different time zones. I know that's been tricky. Uh, I'm going to work on that. Don't worry. But there's that. Then I started to really look at 2023. And there's always ways that we could strive for balance. Some people want to get in shape, uh, join a gym, uh, travel more, all of those things. For me, it's all about that pie chart. And I am so happy that I did what I did last year because I'm going to continue that. That's now going to become more of a regular thing where I'm making this time in advance to either have friends come and stay with me. The city is such a great place to have guests. And I will say this, a lot of people visit the city. I got to see Matt McGann over the holidays. I got to see Dave and his son from the Dave and Jeff show. I got to see so many people this year for just like one day when they came into the city. So that thread will keep going. But as for a thread that I really thought about this past month and where I can improve, we all can improve somewhere, right? So I was thinking about what, what is it that gives me kind of the ick? You know, that feeling kind of the willies. I don't love it. It's present. What am I going to do about it? Does it make me respond? Do I want to respond? And so I really, really, really thought about the ick and how I can avoid addressing the ick and what am I doing to possibly create more ick. So that brings me to a transition that I've decided for Dudes Do Better. Dudes Do Better is nominated this year at AVN. Shall we win? We go out on a high note. But I don't think it's smart at this point in my life for me to lean in on negative interactions. I think moving forward in 2023 and beyond, I would like to see them, let them pass through my mind, mute or block them, but make time for the right people on social media. Any moment that I take to respond, it's like a skipping rock, right? I'm throwing that out there and then these waves come back. I don't like what's come to me through Dudes Do Better. I actually deleted one of the episodes this weekend. Um, it was an episode where I mentioned someone's name and I shouldn't have mentioned someone's name and I just don't want to go down that path. And so I thought about it and I was like, you know what? The only way you're going to create change is by changing. So the creeper conversation just really isn't going to work. That mailbag has become very nasty. I don't like what that kind of put in my life, in my world. And so what came to me when I was thinking about it was, well, I guess what I want to do is really fine tune my frequency, my frequency, my vibe, my energy level. 
So if I'm fine tuning that frequency, I kind of have to stay off the station that goes into that space of frequency. So with that said, I'm going to do something different with Dudes Do Better moving forward. I'm going to keep the social media active. I'm going to engage with more dating experts and do IG lives where I run some polls on the Twitter at Dudes Do Better. I do an IG live that I will announce so that we can all have a great conversation, best first dates, ideas of dates, um, and have different kind of commentary to change the narrative a little bit. I know the name Dudes Do Better is kind of inciting uh, something that should be negative. So it's going to be up to me to create a new narrative and make it something different. So no more dudes do better podcast. We're going to work on the dudes do better social, see what we can learn out there. Positive news stories, positive ideas, dating ideas. When I see good things, I'm going to add them to the timeline. So there's this flow of consistent goodness coming there. And when I thought about not doing the podcast anymore, and please don't call me lazy and don't judge me here, but I was like, man, you may just get like six to eight hours of your week back. Like, and with that six to eight hours, there's other things I can be doing with it. But like, it, there was like this sigh of like, because that email account became like the darkest, that social media became the hardest. Um, a lot of it became something that just kept spiraling and spiraling and getting heavier and heavier. And even when I was going every other week, it's still you know, producing the podcast, watching it over, pulling the clips, getting them out on social media, it still is easily minimum six to eight hours of work. And I am promising myself that when I see something that gives me the ick, I just pass it by. And instead of responding, engaging, or anything of that matter, finding that person that doesn't give me the ick, that I don't get to talk to enough on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, that's always there, that's always cool. So I'm going to give my time to those who have been there supporting. Instead of just liking a tweet, I should be responding to a tweet. And instead of responding to something negative, I should be responding to something positive. So that's like a big moment for me, a big 2023 thing. It's just like fine tuning my frequency. I have this really good girlfriend for years and she reached out to me the other night like she always does before New Year's Eve. And she said, what is going to be your word this year? And just a word that you think about regularly. That you, and, and as soon as I read it, my first thing was calm. And I wrote calm. I said, wow, I didn't have to think about that for more than two seconds. And I know if I overthink it, that I'm not giving my actual word. But obviously, the word that I want is calm. And I think part of getting that calm is getting away from negative interactions and not acknowledging it. Eventually they have to fizzle away because I'm not giving them any energy. So I am going to refocus that. Boom. That was right here. By the way, I have tons of notes today. I know you can't see me if you're listening, but if you're watching on YouTube down here is piles of paper that you may or may not see me moving around a lot because of things, all these things that I wanted to kind of go through. So I appreciate all of you that have watched and supported Dudes Do Better. I'm going to make it a more interactive experience with IG Lives. I'll invite guests on to IG Lives. It's so easy for them. I don't have to really shuffle the schedule around as much. It's not as long for them. They don't have to worry about the platform. They don't have to have a good microphone. They just hop on IG Live. I used to do them all the time for Bavada. Why am I not doing more on my timeline? So I'll be doing that instead. And that's going to bring a little bit of electricity because you never know when you're going to run into somebody that might be willing to go on live or see somebody and, and connect with them. So 
that is going to be one big step in fine tuning my frequency in 2023. The energy that I've been putting into Dudes Do Better can now be redirected into the Better Sports Network. I'm on every night with my co-host, Rick Kamla. And there's a lot that goes into producing a good show. The producers are amazing, but I have the opportunity to DJ. They've given me the approved music list. It's a very time-consulting old site where you actually have to type in the song and see if it's available, if you're allowed to use it. Like It's like shared music files. Like I use a lot of Eminem because all of Eminem's music is pretty much available, but from that to getting guests and not just getting the guests, but like when I got Lauren the better on, I was able to make time for her in the afternoon. We did a pre-call so I could know her strengths, what she wants to talk about, what her experience with betting is. And by the time we got on air, it was so smooth. I want to put more focus into that because that's something I need to be building. And when I look back at my second book, The Life Back, and times where I was really struggling, Sports was always my pacifier. Sports has always been there for me. The people that I've met in this sports world are fantastic. Again, Better Sports is my original boss from 2013 from SiriusXM. Why shouldn't I want to work harder at that? Why shouldn't I want to be better at that? Why shouldn't I have more time to share the social media clips that they send me after each show? These are things that I'm going to be doing because this fine tunes my frequency in a space that I love to be in. I love the people that I work with in my fantasy sports and sports betting world. I love the new people that I'm meeting. I'm meeting a ton of women in the community that are all networking with each other on Twitter. And I'm building this like kind of girl gang of, of sports girls that I'm like, okay, we need to start just doing IG lives and, and talking about our favorite games and doing more casual things. But all of that takes time. And so without doing dudes, I get that time back. I push that energy into something that I know is positive, that creates a new interaction that I have fun with and boom, there we are. So those are the things that I do over the holidays that allow me to really feel calm, relaxed, ready to take on the new year. Fantasy football season is over and it was amazing, but I will say, you know, I really don't have to be at Exotica's till Friday, but because I do fantasy football Fridays, I go in Thursday. I set up my hotel room and do all the radio shows from the hotel, and then I go and do the show. I looked back at my schedule, and I was like, you know, you always challenge yourself, Lisa, to see if you can do it all, and I love making it work. I love being able to be like, yeah, I can do that. What's the difference? Working remotely, you can do it from anywhere, but I like also not letting everyone down throughout that time. While I'm not letting down this side of my world that I'm balancing as well to go to these events. So think about it. I'm balancing these two completely different worlds. And so all of them flow really well. I make it work, but the challenge is presented and I am always up for the challenge. Another thing that I did over the holidays was uh, while I was cleaning up my closet, I realized I had this like thing of drawers, you know, a little thing of drawers for like small stuff, lingerie, stockings, tights. It was, it was getting, falling apart. You know, one of those you buy on Amazon, you put it together. So I was like, you know what? Let's buy one of these on Amazon and put it together. So I started this project, uh, New Year's Eve, first thing in the morning after my workout. I have a system which was acknowledged by my friend, my best friend. I sent the photos, how it started, how it's going. I finished the project while listening to the day before's Pat McAfee show on YouTube, which I saved specifically 
so that I could listen to it to pass the time. And I will say this, it was one of the greatest episodes because AJ was on a road trip with his family to go and meet up with the boys for a college football event. AJ's son had thrown up in the car three times during twice before the call. And then once he texts back into the show, he just threw up again. It was so entertaining that I didn't even realize how long it took me to put this thing together. But here are the photos of the, how it started, how it's going. And for those of you listening, I'm going to explain why I'm showing these photos. I try not to look at time, but you always want to time yourself, but I didn't have to. I was listening to McAfee. I texted a friend and when I was done, I texted the unfinished picture. And she's like, wow, that was less than an hour. And I was like, wow, really? I was deep in that McAfee show. I couldn't even, but when you open up one of these boxes, here's the trick. And the reason I'm telling you this is because in the photo, you'll see these little bowls. The trick is to open every piece up, lay it down. Luckily, this one was well-numbered. I love it when they number the parts. You know what I mean? Like Ikea has the letters, these have numbers. Lay all the parts out, put all of the small screws, Allen wrench stuff in small bowls. I have these like four little bowls and a bigger bowl. Put everything in the bowls, get rid of all the extra waste stuff because if you don't, something could be stuck in there that you didn't know you needed and you do need it and survey the directions. And so when I sent the photos to Christian, Christian's like, you know, you can pay people to do that, Lisa. And I'm like, yeah, I could. But first, I enjoy doing it. It's a mental challenge. We all need to continue to mentally challenge ourselves. And you look at these instructions, it looks so daunting. Then once you get moving, you're like, ah, you know what? This is no big deal. I mean, the screws, sometimes you really got to anchor them down. and They're in narrow spots where you can't fit like a drill. Uh, All of it. I enjoy doing it. It also takes me back to my grandfather who taught me how to build things, who always had me in his woodworking shop, who always showed me how to fix things. And that was one of the things he really did. And more so when Peggy would cook and bake, Peggy would get out all of the ingredients first, line them all up kind of in an order of how she was going to use them. And when she used one, she'd put it on the other side of the counter so that she didn't forget if she added baking soda or if she added, you know, salt, she would, she had this system. So I become very systematic. So when my girlfriend saw the pictures of the bowls, she goes, nice bowls. I I like how you set yourself up. And she, I know she was laughing at me because she knows this organization thing is just so real, but that helps, you know, like how far you're getting to, because as those bowls get emptier, you've used more of the small little parts, you know, you know, know, and Hey, you can see it when you get to see the photo. If you watch the YouTube uh, video on Friday at lands for a live premiere, 8 PM Eastern time, or it'll be there after that for you to check out. But It's a cute little thing for my inside my closet. It came together in less than an hour and I felt like I accomplished something minor, but major. Another project that you start and you're like, I'm going to do this. Then once it's done, you go and you're like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. It's little tweaks. Always little tweaks with me. If something, you know, something is starting to get ratty or fall apart, like just, just replace it. You're going to, you know, you're, you're going to use this and just do these little things. My closet looks amazing. looks so nice. I'm not going to clutter it. It's all, all good. So there was that project. And while I was doing that project, I was thinking about how much joy the Pat McAfee show has brought me this year. Okay. 2022. I never miss. I love the show. If you are a sports fan and you also 
like some good smack talk and you also want to learn from a lot of athletes, great interviews, some of the best interviews and people from the NFL network and Sham Sharani from the NBA, like everybody, it's just a very entertaining show. It's just got a great vibe. It gives me the information I want while I'm having fun. I laugh a lot. Um, I'm going to get my nails done for AVN later and I'm going to save it so I can watch it on YouTube while I'm getting my nails done. So if you have a passion for something and you love somebody that does something the way you would think it should be done, you lean into that. And that's what I've leaned into. So it passed the time, filled the shelf. I put the stuff in it. Everything's fantastic. And the new year is fresh. So I had planned to do a little binge TV watching. First, I wanted to watch the Knives Knives Out movie on uh, Netflix. I loved the first one. I like a quirky murder mystery. Uh, the cast was great. I am no movie reviewer. I'm going to tell you this right now. Okay. Uh, no movie reviewer. I, I, I don't have great taste in movie. It doesn't take much for me. It's just the, the sheer fact of something having a, a, just, just a good scenery, uh, good talent involved, uh, good cast, you know, good script. I'm very easy. I really enjoyed it. But then I decided to go down the white Lotus rabbit hole because everybody had been talking to me about the white Lotus. And I was like, okay, this is what I'll do. You know, there's games on Christmas Eve and Christmas day and Christmas Eve was some good NFL games and New Year's day. There was games all day. We had Thursday night football as well. We have Monday night football coming up tonight. Uh, but I was also like, okay, late at night, I'll watch some of these games tomorrow. I really want to watch some of these shows. I really want to see what this is about because I know I'm not going to have time to watch TV for the next couple of weeks. I'll just watch maybe some Netflix in a hotel. But White Lotus, wild, very good, wild. I get why everybody likes it so much, the way it's shot, the little bit of B-roll, the just scenery, Hawaii first, uh, and the second one's in Sicily. Beautiful. I did that. I watched movies. And I got really excited about all of the amazing travel that I have coming up. I also got excited about events and games. Going to that game, that Knicks game last month was so incredible. And I want to add in a Broadway show. I said once a month that might be lofty, but there's so many in New York City. And I don't, I can go by myself. I can go with a friend, but it doesn't be a plan. Tickets are so easy to get last minute and one ticket is always easy because they're always trying to fill up the theaters. But I was like, you know, this is where ticket rev comes in. I can look for a section to go to a game. I can see how much I want to spend, put it down and see if something available. I think that is a pretty great option. So for all of you, ticketrev.com is where you want to go. Follow at TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at TicketRev. Find out how you can go and see events and games for less price. I really like that idea, but again, it could be a little bit lofty. So for everyone, I wanted to break down the new year. I've got travel already planned. I'm doing another ski trip in Denver in February. I love the ski there so much last year. I am doing a trip to, well, let's just, let's just reverse back up, back up, back up, back up. I leave for Vegas this week to go to AVM. I get there on Wednesday, Wednesday night, young gravy and I are going to be doing the stiff socks podcast together. This will be my first like ever interview, like with somebody. And I cannot wait to see how this goes. Uh, that's what I'm going to ask him if he'll be on my podcast, kind of like a fair trade, right? So we're doing that podcast together. I'll be signing at the elevated X booth from 12 to four Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. 
I have some dinners planned with friends. Young Gravy is performing on Thursday night. Now, mind you, I did just tell you that I'm signing from 12 to 4. So when I reach out to find out what time Young Gravy is going on, it reminded me of why I want to retire from being a stripper. His show is said to take place between 1 and 1.30 a.m., which means the kid's going to have to take a nap, like a long one, start a new day, get ready, go, and then get some sleep and then be at the booth at noon. But I was like, oh, 1, 1.30, I remember that. Yeah, everything happened so late in Vegas. I've become such an early bird person, and I'll never forget being on stage and fantasizing about it. So many years. Think about dancing in clubs since I was a teenager. When I first started dancing, there were no clubs open past 2 a.m. As a matter of fact, owls only stayed open till midnight, which was awesome. Midnight is awesome. Nothing good happens between midnight and 2 a.m., okay? Then through my 20s, the clubs started getting later. By my 30s, every club was open till 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. It went from us doing shows, me doing a show, you know, at 9 and 11 to me doing a show at midnight and 3. Some clubs 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. Who's participating at that time? Who wants to buy a DVD or a book at that time? They want to carry it around with them at 2, 3. I wouldn't want to buy anything at 2, 33 o'clock in the morning. And I remember fantasizing about it. And now I'm living this life. So when I have to stretch the limits a little bit, you know, Vegas is definitely stretching the limits. When I have to stretch the limits and stay out late, I'll handle. I just won't drink. I'll just make sure I eat extra good, have all my vitamins, drink a lot of water, stay hydrated. And, and uh, you know, I'll catch up on Sunday when I plan to spend the entire day at the spa. I get back from Vegas. Uh, I go to Denver in January. It's not February. It's January. I got so ahead of myself and I'll do some skiing out there and I am working on a new project, not just a new project, a new business. This is a new business that I have been in the works with building over the past two, three years. Um, I have the branding, I have the logo, I have the social media, I have the domain, but I did not want to start it last year because last year, if you recall, was my party tour of turning 50 years old. I wanted to see all my friends and have more free time. Now this business is going to take a little bit of that time. So, but I will be doing this with a friend and part of that trip to Denver is going to be about us really hashing out, uh, the business plan, which I put together over the holidays, uh, the concepts and start to build from there. There's no urgency on it, but it's something that I can really see being valuable and helpful, something that I'm good at, something that I enjoy and something that again would allow me to expand and employ more people. I love having people work with me uh, because it just feels good to know that you're part of someone's life. When you work with them, when you pay them, when you're they're your independent contractor employee, however you have this set up, there's a direct feeling of gratification knowing that my hard work is helping someone else's life and their hard work is helping my life. And so now over the past, say, five years. I've met some really incredible people that I know I could really rely on, that I could help, uh, that can build this team with me, as well as I become resourceful of finding, you know, part-time help that has been really growing and helping me network. I've recently found out that moms that want to stay home with their babies really are looking for work from home and their details are unique. They don't want to be on the phone. They don't want to have hours. They, you know, if their baby, if the little one takes a nap, 
they could do a couple hours work. And I was like, oh, this is the synergy of this is amazing. The work that I have is silent work. Nobody needs to be on the phone. It's all online. So like, you know, it's all just social media or photos or you know, all these different things. So I built this thing. So Denver is going to be a little fun and a little work. Then at the end, Linda January, I'm going to Jamaica with the morning after show. My very first time to Jamaica. Uh, I will not stray from the group because of course, now that I started talking about Jamaica, I'm reading about news that Jamaica is insane, but you know, I don't, I don't really know, but I'm excited. Uh, the resort is launching a new golf course and they're having a bunch of radio shows come to do remote. So I get to be a part of that. Like so cool. I love the people I'm traveling with. Uh, so there's three trips in January. April, I will be in Chicago at Exotica. July, I will be in Miami at Exotica. Uh, October, I will be in New Jersey at Exotica. And December, I will be at DC Exotica. Don't let me forget about Sydney, Australia in July. And don't let me forget about traveling to Italy multiple times this year to work on my new wine business as well as work on international business paperwork. Um, all of this is going to be exciting. I've got the logo that I've almost fine-tuned that I'd like to have designed for the bottle. Of course, I'm doing the labeling. You know, there's all these different little side projects that come with something, right? So I'm doing the labeling for, and the labels have to be approved by the government when a wine is being brought in from another country. The amount of things that I'm learning about this, fascinating. So this is going to be a year of go, but Calm is the word that I chose, and I'm going to keep that right here. One of the ways I'm going to keep that right here goes back to Pat McAfee's show. Aaron Rodgers Book Club, you in it? I'm in it. This new book, The Wisdom of Insecurity, is a book from the 50s that was re-released, and the foreword is written by one of my favorite humans in the world, Deepak Chopra. I saw this and I was like, this is going to come to Vegas with me and I'll read it at the airport and on the plane. If I get to maybe a chapter or two before bed, I will do that as well. But just adding that in. So he gives a book every week on Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays. Uh, great choices. And this one I got immediately. So here we are. Book club. Fine tuning my frequency. Taking dudes do better onto the social sphere with a different narrative. Having more fun and being more productive while having less stress because I am organized and on top of my world, like I hope you are too. What was even better about this amazing feeling that I had going into the new year was when I went to put together this mailbag. There were actually great questions. Sheila, I had to write you back immediately and thank you. Petra, you always give good questions. I'm gonna read them to you right here. It is time for the moment you've all been waiting for positive vibes only mailbag right here. You can get involved. Ask Lisa Ann at gmail.com. All right, here we go with the mailbag. I stuck to only the goodies because there were enough in there. I didn't even need to add the filler content with the nonsense. No, that's not on the frequency I'm living. These are, I thank you so much. Please get involved. Ask Lisa Ann at gmail.com. Marco says, Hi, Lisa. My name is Marco, and I live near Quebec City in Canada. One question comes through my mind, if it is the scenario. If my Dallas Cowboys plays Tom Brady and the Bucks in the first round of the NFL playoffs starting January 14th and 15th, 2023, do they have a legit to win, even with the spread at Vegas? And also, I wish you a happy and lovely new year in 2023. I also subscribed to your personal YouTube channel yesterday, Thursday. Have a safe and fun New Year's. 
and enjoy. Marco, I'm right here with you, man. Our biggest fear factor is facing Tom Brady. And I don't know what Tom Brady's been doing all season, but every last two minutes of the game, he gets done. Yesterday was another example of that. I fear us facing Tom Brady, obviously. I fear us kind of facing anyone. I always say us. Uh, I'm speaking to those of us that are Cowboys fans. It's funny how even he said my Dallas Cowboys. I love sports fandom. You know, it's like we play. It's like we own the team. It's like they're ours. So when I say us, I'm talking about my Dallas Cowboys, just like Marco is. You know, I feel like that Jacksonville game really gave me pause on confidence. Like some people will say, oh, they play down to their competition. Like, why don't you just play to win every time, all the time? I will say this. The X factor right now that I am feeling for their said my Dallas Cowboys is T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton coming in three weeks ago, making a difference the past two weeks in a row. Is T.Y. Hilton the Odell Beckham version from last year's Rams who came in in week six? Ended up with 10 touchdowns in like seven or eight games. This is what we need. So, though I have little faith, but I have a lot of hope. See what I did there? I have this new confusion because T.Y. Hilton could be the difference maker that we don't really understand or know yet. Or we could lose in the first round like we've done many, many years. Marco, I share your pain as a Dallas Cowboys fan. I thank you for subscribing to my YouTube channel. And I will be thinking about you when there's moments like this where I cover my eyes during a game because I'm not sure what's going to happen. Dallas, Dak with the picks. Like, it is a stressful time. But we've had a better season than I think we expected, even when Dak was injured. We love our team. We love watching these games. We love what the NFL gives us. Sports is the greatest kind of neutralizer. So let's go, Cowboys. All I can ask is you with me. It's okay if you have a little faith, very little faith, but you can have a lot of hope, which is what I have for the Dallas Cowboys. Here's one labeled travel. Happy New Year, Lisa. I'm getting ready to retire and I'm in great health for a 66-year-old man. I love when people are getting ready to retire. I remember my first real estate, not real estate, uh, State Farm agent sent me an email or it wasn't even an email back then. What am I saying? It was that card with a typed up letter uh, that he was retiring and passing his practice off to this other uh, agent that was in there many times when I was there. And I remember like going in because it was in Huntington Beach. Everything was so close by. You just stop by and see your State Farm agent. I stopped by and I'm like, I went in. I'm like, like, you're the first person that I've ever heard actually do this. Like you're giving me hope and faith that like people can actually retire. Kudos to you. I'm so stoked for you. Like I was like, this was like 97, 98. And I just remember being like, man, this is so cool. This guy just told me peace out. Like, wow. So here we have one. Our writer has traveled to every state except Alaska, Hawaii, Mexico, and a few of the islands of the Caribbean. My question to you is on all of your travels across the globe, is there one place or country that should be on my bucket list? I have Australia and Switzerland, especially after you sharing your trip with us on my list, but I'd appreciate your thoughts and input. Thanks again for all you do and good luck adventure in wine. And P.S. please keep us informed when your wine will be available. It'll be in the spring or summer of this year, but I will. Okay. So first of all, Mike, thank you for the great email. You have to visit Alaska. You can go back through my YouTube channel and see my Alaska trip with Kay. Like you have to visit Alaska and please do not go in the summer when everything is dead and brown. Go in the winter when you can see the beautiful mountains that are just covered in snow. Take the train through the state from Fairbanks to Anchorage or either way. 
see that state because it's beautiful. Hawaii as well. Absolutely beautiful. I prefer Maui. It's a smaller island. It's more quiet. Everything closes at 10, but I'm we're older. So I think you'd like that as well. Oahu, all the main islands were just very crowded, you know, very city-like, like Miami or something. So I was like, no. So there's that. But definitely check those off. I want to give you these in order. Italy, Greece, Spain, Czech Republic, Hungary, Romania. These are, you got to go to Europe. Europe is it. I love that you have Australia. You know, I've been many times. I'm going again in July. Uh, Switzerland was awesome. I would go back. You'll never feel safer. Everything is so clean. It's just easy place to travel. People are lovely. But the reason I put Italy, Spain, uh, Italy, Greece, Spain, Czech, Romania, um, Hungary, because you just, that the food and the culture and the fact that it's so easy to get around with or without a car, uh, there's so much history to see. Every walk you take is just like a, a building that's so incredibly old with such beautiful history. Um, the hotels are beautiful. The food is beautiful. You can, you can go lavish. You can also go very inexpensive and have an incredible time. And once you're over there, you can take the train everywhere. You don't need to get back on a plane and you can just see different things all the time. So I suggest those places, but I want you to do Alaska. I really, really, really do. And then please write back because you'll love it there as well. Here's our next question. Hi, Lisa. On Wednesday, I asked you a question on your Facebook Live, and you told me to send it to your mail because it was an interesting question for your podcast. The question was, how did you feel when you were paragliding? It has to be a unique and unforgettable experience. Thanks for reading my question. I hope it can help you for your podcast. I hope you have a happy, happy holiday season and a happy new year. Merry Christmas. Love you so much, Diego. Diego, thanks for taking my lead and giving me this question because it did come in on an IG live and I was like, oh, it's a, a Facebook live and this would be such a good question. So let me tell you about that day. So it was kind of like a, we didn't know if we were going to be able to go, uh, kind of flying by the seat of our pants. We found out there's one spot available on the last flight up at 3.30. I'm like, okay, get in this van. Kind of run down van, okay? No one speaks English, okay? Um, the one guy is doing his best, Richie, the guy that I went up with. He could speak some good English, but the driver couldn't, the other person, so they're all speaking in German. We go up this mountain in this van that was a shift. And the driver's kind of a little bit of a maniac. Now I understand the driver probably does this drive 20 times a day up and down and is so used to these curves. But if you're not used to them and you're sitting in the backseat of the van, well, <laughs> get a little bit of stomach kind of going up and down the curves. Now, Kay, not so fond of being in the backseat of a car, does experience motion sickness, does take Dramamine. And I had texted Kay and I said, no Dramamine would have helped you in this van. You're so lucky you didn't come up here. And so as we kept going up, we stopped at like one place and they looked, they're like, it's not windy enough here. And I'm like, what happens if it's not windy enough? Well, you just fall, like you don't catch air. So we get up higher. And again, this is a one lane road that's really windy with no guardrails that this, this, this woman's flying and in and out, in and out. Every once in a while, we got to like pull into like this ditch to let a car go by. Like the whole thing was like, it was a 20 minute test of my courage. Cause I was like, maybe I shouldn't do this. Should I do this? And like, I'm not one to chicken out. I really wanted to do this, but I knew part of me was like anybody else would be, I think I'm going to chicken out. 
And I text Kay, but I didn't tell her I was going to check it out. I wouldn't tell Kay I was going to check it out. I just text Kay about the drama meme. We get up there and I'm like, okay, I'll just shoot some content up here. So Kay has it, you know, for the podcast, uh, for the video, for YouTube. You know, I'm going to stay focused. Like, is it windy enough? What are we, what are we thinking? And really the stressful part is, is being told like, Hey, I'm going to tell you to run. If I tell you to stop, you have to stop. You have to stop if I tell you to stop. Now, when you're running, take like three or five, three to five steps. And then I'll tell you how we're doing. If we're not catching wind, we're going to have to stop. Don't stop too close to the mountain. I was like, yeah, that's kind of a little bit alarming. Um, and I was like, okay, I roll with it. Finally, he's like, okay, we got wind. Let's go. And we just took like three, literally three huge running steps and poof, this thing just picks us up like a smooth kite. Feel the air just holding you up. No jolting, no swinging, no, no movement that feels nauseating. Just like felt like you're sitting on a swing connected to something that was incredibly smooth. It was bizarro world to first accept that like, we're just sitting on a thing that was just in a backpack bag. It's just got rolled out onto this field that just went over this mountain. Then as soon as I settled back and, you know, I was very comfortable. People that do that for a living are so good at making you comfortable. And Richie was so cool. And I told him I wanted a ton of photos and some video. And so we talked a lot. I had some questions about things that Kay and I had seen in our travels uh, along the roadway. So I asked him all these like environmental questions and things. And, you know, because it's a nice kind of ride down, but just probably about five minutes in, I remember taking like a deep inhale, just like that one right there and thinking, I cannot believe I get to do this shit. This is amazing. Like this is stuff that I did not even imagine or envision when I was living in Eastern Pennsylvania, thinking about where else I was going to live. All I knew at that time was I wanted to move cross country to California. I just knew my life was bigger and I wanted to take more risks and I wanted to have the opportunity to take these risks and I wanted to travel and I wanted to see other countries. And so moments when I'm doing things like paragliding in Switzerland are when I'm like, holy fuck, I can't believe I'm doing this shit. Like, oh my God, this is so awesome. I can't believe I, I'm here. I can't believe I can do this. I can't believe I didn't check it out. I can't believe I'm going to have photos from this. I can't believe I'm living this moment in real time right now, just feeling so grateful and just so over the moon intoxicated with this, just like, holy fuck, this is your life. This is the life you're living. This is the life you've created. Like, so those are like moments where I really feel that the highest frequency of gratitude of just like, oh, this is sick. So Diego, I hope I answered your question. I thank you so much for emailing it in and for listening to me on the Facebook Live, which I do every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern time on my Facebook, The Real Lisa Ann. I won't be able to have one this Wednesday because I will be in the air, hopefully napping, on my flight to Vegas. Got two more here. I saved these two for last because I already gave you two a shout out. Sheila, thanks for this great email. Sheila says, what are your favorite TV shows to binge watch? So I'm going to start with one kind of variance and go to another. So when it comes to like my fashion, music, makeup, girly style, when it comes to my girly, 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 girly side, my rewatches are Gossip Girl, Sex in the City, Dynasty, 
and Emily in Paris. And I put them in that order because that's kind of the order that they came out. Those are just like great fashion shows. Like, sure, they're not great TV shows, probably Dynasty's a little hokey, but I love it because I I just, I look up the clothes they're wearing. I love the styles. I love, I just, you, makeup and hair and accessories and nail color and nail style. Like that just soothes all of my senses. And then when it comes to just, I need to giggle, chuckle, be totally relaxed, not care, uh, just, just have fun. Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm, 30 Rock and The Office. Those are shows that I legit have probably seen every Seinfeld at least 10 times because there's some you've seen a bunch, but I just go back and rewatch from the beginning on Netflix or whatever platform it's on. 30 Rock, same thing. The writing, Tina Fey, I love it. And I could just rewatch them and they're just lighthearted. Curb is hilarious. And The Office, I can rewatch over and over. Those are just like my binge shows. So that's the order that kind of I watch. And I go back and forth. Like some nights, I'm like, I'm going to watch Dynasty. I'm going to look at what Fallon's wearing today. And, or I'll be like, I want to see if Elena are together with Putty. I'm going to watch some Seinfeld. So like I go back and forth and I find a Seinfeld. I'm like, oh, I forgot how much I love this episode. My favorite Seinfeld of all time is when Petty, Putty shows up with his face painted for the hockey game. And Elaine is so shocked. And then Jerry arrives and then George arrives and he keeps saying through the night, I'm doing it for the team. I'm doing it for the team. But Elaine is just like, I have to break up with this guy. Like I can't go out in public with a guy that completely paints his way. It just, that one is a go-to that makes me piss myself laughing. So funny to see Elaine's face and then Jerry walks in and he's and then George, I mean, it's just great. So those are my classics. Thanks for the question, Sheila. All right, last but not least right here is Petra. This is a good question, Petra. A real thinker. Though I had an answer pretty quickly after I read it. I was going to think about it longer. I write notes so that I have the answers so I don't forget them or I don't have to, you know. I write little notes when I print out the email. It says, Dear Lisa, what is your greatest desire? Do you have a guest in your podcast today? It would be interesting to hear hers or his answer too. That's a good podcast question. I'll ask some guests, but normally when I do the guests, I interview them separate. And then I do the monologue at another day with the mailbag because I like to collect interviews and then I have them. But moving forward, I could ask that question. That's a good question. Mine is simple. And even if you don't know your greatest desire, I hope it will come true soon. That was at the end as well. So the question was, what is your greatest desire? My greatest desire is to have a legacy of love that is greater than any legacy of celebrity. I hope that makes sense to you. A legacy of love that is greater than any legacy of celebrity. I want my people to have the feels about me and I want it to be huge. And I want people that I've interacted with to know me on a human level and to feel my energy as a person and not just as that thing, a celebrity, right? So that's my answer there. And that's a big one to me. And it came to me pretty quick. I was like, hmm, you know what? A legacy. Like that, yeah, that's it. So thank you, Peter. Thank you, Sheila. Thank you, everybody, for the mailbag questions. If you want to be a part of the mailbag, asklisaann at gmail.com. Again, don't forget to check out ultrafarmrx.com forward slash Lisa. In less than two minutes, you can have your consultation with a licensed physician.
Once you're approved, you will get your goodies, discreet packaging delivered to you. And if you're looking for an event, a ticket, somewhere to go, and you wore, you want to sell a ticket, you got some gifts for the holidays, games you can't make it to, shows you can't, TicketRev is the answer for you. Go to TicketRev.com and learn all about it. Follow on social media at TicketRev. Follow all of my accounts at The Real Lisa Ann. You will see all of the event flyers that I have going. I will post tons of photos from Vegas. Happy New Year to all, everybody. Thank you for listening to a new episode of the Lisa Ann Experience.